In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who does give us something to rejoice about. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have you ever been to a release party? It's kind of a fun thing if you haven't been to it. Um, and, and if you haven't, maybe you have been one of those kind of tech nerds who watched the Apple release party on your um, device or, or on your laptop. Um, and, and if you enjoyed that, you know, you know what it's like to see a release party. And, and some of the rest of us have been to different release parties. They do release parties for music. They do release parties. Uh, kind of cousin of a release party is when you go to a gallery showing. And there are these fun things that uh, are, are all about displaying this new and cool thing. And there are these displays that are all about sharing what this great thing is. And that's why you have a release party, so that you can release all of that awesomeness to the world. And so uh, when you go to a release party, you, you get this sense that you're in on something new, that you're in on something that is enjoyable, at least to somebody. And there's this interesting figure at the release party. The interesting figure at the release party is the person who is doing the releasing. The, the person who is introducing whatever it is that is being released, whether that be, you know, th this is my new album, or whether that be, this is the new uh, iPhone, or whether that is, this is my ideas on how we are going to solve world hunger. This person is someone who is there and who gets to proclaim this new cool thing. But to them... It's not new, which is an important aspect of it, because they have to be the person who is able to introduce it. They have to be the person who is able to say, well, this is how this new phone works, or this is the things that are on the album, or these are the the." things that I think are so important for us to know and so important for us to be able to disseminate this information. And so you have this person who personally maybe doesn't even think that this is so new and cool anymore. Well, because they've maybe done all of the work of trying to put this thing together, or maybe they've uh, heard from all of the people about this is how you work this piece of technology so that it can show off what it, what it does. And I've always thought that it would be interesting to be that person at a release party. I've always thought that it would be interesting to be that person who knows everything about it and then shares it with everybody else. Because your joy is almost singular in that release party. Your joy is a completely different joy than the joy that you are trying to evoke from everyone in the room. Your joy is a joy of sharing. Your joy is a joy of saying, I think this is really cool, and I know that you're going to think that it's really cool, too. 
Well, that's where Isaiah is at. That is where the prophet Isaiah is at with the people of Judah. And he is coming in and he is saying, I have this news. And it is really, really great news. In fact, listen to the news. Just in case you didn't really hear it before, really hear the news. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That's really good news. Good news to the poor means that they are going to be released from their poverty. If we went down to Frenchtown and we proclaimed good news to the people there, or if we went to people all across the world who live in a way that is so much poorer than our lifestyle, and we announced to them a real good news to them that their poverty would be ended, do you think that they would be happy about that? Yeah, they probably would be. I don't have to be poor anymore. That's really good news. He also says, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So anybody that we know, or maybe that is you, anybody that we know that has this fissure in their heart, that has this thing that either it comes from a broken relationship or it comes from something else, that something has broken your heart, it has broken your ability to really feel love. If you could go to somebody and you could know that about them and you could say, I am going to bind that up. You are going to be able to feel love in a way that you have not felt it in a very long time. Would that be good news? Yes. To proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Now, this one we might get a little bit cagey on because while that might be good news for them, we're kind of wondering if that's good news for us. But it is good news to them. And it's good news if you know what it's like to sit in a prison cell or even sit in something that is metaphorically like a prison cell. To know that you can be released from that is such good news. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. An entire year where you know that God is going to be on your side, that he's going to be happy with you. Is that good news? Yes, that is good news. This next one we're kind of wondering about, the day of the vengeance of God. That one we kind of pull away from a little bit because we go, oh, uh, well, that's awkward, Isaiah. Is is that good news? But it is good news. It is good news because that means that we have a God who is fair and passionate. We have a God who actually cares about us. If God didn't care about us to to bring fairness into the world, if God wasn't passionate enough to say, this is the way that things have to be and I am going to punish evil, then he really wouldn't be a caring God. 
And so we continue with the good news to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. Which is all of this talk about what it's like to live in a way that you are signifying to yourself and to others that this is a time of mourning. It's like going from that person who, at least I knew in high school, who always wore black all of the time, like 100% of the days, all black. I don't know where they bought their clothes. Probably Hot Topic. (laughs) To go from that, to be dressed like you're going to an EDM festival, where you've got, well, barely any clothes on, first of all, but then on top of that, you have this beautiful headdress that is made out of stuff that glows. Even just the difference there, you can feel within your soul, which would you rather wear, all black or beautiful headdress filled with glow sticks? I want the glow sticks. The glow sticks would be good. And yet, I have to sit here and go through this verse by verse to convince you that this is good news. Right? Verse by verse to say, but this actually is good news. This is not something that we can just say, well, that's nice, kind of like the stock market is doing whatever it does. Or that the weather is whatever it is. Because that's our temptation, right? We, we come to church and we hear these readings, and especially if we don't know which one the sermon is going to be on, we don't know which one to actually pay attention to. And then we say, oh, well, that was nice. And the reason that we do that is that a lot of times we've been sort of numbed to what it means to have this this good news. Because, well, honestly, what we've been doing is is we've been keeping this good news and, and using it ourselves, but we've never actually gotten to the point where we're really aficionados. Have you ever met an aficionado? If you have, and I actually would say that probably all of us are and have our aficionado moments, whatever they might be about. But if you've met one, you know what they are happy about. You know what they are excited about. You know that they're, that when I talk about how I just this past week found Southern Tier Brewing double IPA in Publix and got really happy about that, you know that there is a level of aficionado there. You maybe have no idea what I just said, but you know that somehow it's important to me. That is the joy of an aficionado. 
It's that joy that says, come and try this out. Come and and taste this. It's like a, a chef who puts together this meal and then comes to your table and drops it off at your table and says, try it. As he or she watches your eyes light up as the flavors hit different parts of your mouth. It's like you when you wrap up that special Christmas present for the person that you love and you know that they are going to get so much enjoyment out of this present. And on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, whenever you do that, and they open up that present and you see the dawning of the reality of joy on their faces as they see that thing that will make them happy if even if just so momentarily you get to see that, that beauty, that joy. And, and it actually feeds into your joy. It feeds into your, your soul. And you're able to be happy about something that you're not tasting. And you're able to be happy about a present that you are giving and not even receiving. Well, when the prophet Isaiah talks about all of these things, you can tell that he's, he's in that moment. He's in that aficionado moment. He starts it off, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has given to me to announce his year of favor. He's excited about this. He's excited about being able to share this with the people that have been taken and brought off into slavery and they have had all sorts of horrible things happen to them. He knows that this is going to be good news for them because it's good news for him. And he's known it for a while. The word of God has come to him and the word of God has said, this is what I want you to tell the people. And so he already knows this. It's not that he's rejoicing in this stuff for himself. He's rejoicing in it for others. How about us as Christians? I know a lot of people that are uh, Lutheran aficionados. And if you're not a Lutheran aficionado, maybe you might just be a church aficionado. Where you can go in there, and and the, the dark side of being an aficionado is that you go in and you're like, I didn't like the way that they sang that hymn. The organ's too loud. And that is the reality for, for many of us. It, it, it's kind of this negative thing where, where we talk about what we don't like. But what do we like? What is it about Christianity? What is it about this relationship with Jesus that causes joy for you. And we all know what the Sunday school answer is supposed to be, right? What causes joy for me about 
being a Christian is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. Because of that, my sins are forgiven. I get to go to heaven. Blah, 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 blah. But we say those things so often with so little joy that I really wonder if we can say that we are really aficionados of Christianity. Because when you're an aficionado, you find the little odd, weird things that make it so good to you. And so, what are the little odd, weird things for you? What do you rejoice about in being a Christian? And yes, they should all come back to the fact that Jesus Christ has died for you on that cross. And that because of that, your sins are forgiven. And because of that, you are in his kingdom, which means that you get to be with him in the resurrection. But everybody is expecting that, right? That is like being a wine aficionado. And you go and you tell people and you're like, well, the thing that I really appreciate about this wine is that it's made out of grapes. (laughs) Which I suppose there are some wines that are not made out of grapes, but come on. If you are able to come up with that beautiful picture, not only of what it just means as a whole, but why you enjoy it so much, you will be able to join into that joy of Isaiah, that joy of John the Baptist, that joy of so many Christians that have gone before you that have been able to say, this is why this is important to me. This is what brings me joy. And then... You get to do the craziest thing. And that is tell somebody about it. And watch their faces melt. As you say, I actually like this. I know it's weird. I like going to church. And they, you're so strange. You must be some sort of Christian aficionado or some kind of church aficionado. And you go, exactly. You want to come and see what I enjoy so much about it. And then that adds to your joy. And so today, find your joy. Whatever that is. If it's the second line when we sing a certain liturgical hymn, then that's what it is. Find your joy today. Live in your joy today. Love your joy today. And the more that you find it, the more that you live it, the more that you love it, the more that you celebrate that gift that God has given to you, the closer you are to becoming an aficionado. Amen.